listening to episode 15, chapter 3 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today we're continuing our conversation with Daryl Dash. Daryl is a pastor and church planter in Toronto with over 25 years of ministry experience. He also has a Doctor of Ministry degree from Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. He's written the book, How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Life, and currently serves as the pastor of Liberty Grace Church in Toronto. He and his wife Charlene are the co-founders of Gospel for Life, and they are both passionate about helping people grow. If you're like me, you probably find yourself very frustrated with yourself at times because you're not growing as much as you think you should be. You're not making the kind of progress in your relationship with the Lord like you'd like to have. And that's why I'm really challenged by this part of the conversation with Pastor Daryl Dash. We get into a lot of uh, different things like the six stages of growth. And during those times where you feel frustrated, Understanding where you might be at in those stages can be very helpful, as well as then understanding God's grace and that God's grace is constantly available to us. And that's why I'm really challenged by this part of the conversation with uh, Pastor Daryl. He lays out the six stages of growth. So instead of being frustrated with my own personal progress, I can learn to recognize that maybe I'm just on the path to maturity. Daryl also talks about the most valuable lesson that he's learned, which is grace, and it's a reminder that I need constantly, as well as a reminder that walking the Christian life, following Christ, takes every part of our lives. We can leave nothing out. Too often I feel guilty of segmenting my Christian life into my time with the Lord and my time with family and my time at work and then time for recreation and leisure, when really I should be doing all of those activities in the presence of the Lord, consecrating each and every one of them over to Him, and implementing the right habits, understanding God's grace, and understanding the stage of growth that I'm in can really work in unison and help me cultivate a lifestyle of growth. I I definitely want to get to the habits because habits have become my new passion um, ever since reading Charles Duhigg and then James K.A. Smith's book, You Are What You Love, which you talk about so much. Um, But real quick, I thought it would be helpful to go through the stages of growth. You talk about there are six stages of growth Can we jump through those real quick and just talk about just briefly what each one of them are and how they lead to the others? Yeah, and and just beginning to, what I did is I looked at our people and realized uh, they're all at different stages, and what they need at every stage is a little bit different. I'm a little bit hesitant. You know, I have mixed feelings, although I've come up with these stages, and I'm not the first to do this. Uh, It almost gives the impression that life is neater than it really is, so I don't think it's possible to say, oh, yeah, like you're at stage whatever. Uh, the reality is, it's. I almost think of it like snakes and ladders. Like, uh, <laughs> we're, you know, we think we're here, and then we wake up the next day. Oh, I'm not as far as I thought. And then, it's it's a lot messier than uh, neat categories. But, you know, I, the first category, uh, the first stage is pre-questioning, and that's people who don't even really 
consider that Christianity has something to offer them. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm in downtown Toronto. My community is filled with pre-questioning people. They don't even have a question about God because they don't frankly think of him that much. The next stage is questioning. And these are people that might be curious about Jesus. Uh, they might be, you know, the people who show up at church on a Sunday or the people that you might meet that are like, oh, I've always wanted to talk to somebody. I've like, what's this Christianity thing all about? And then you get to the believing stage and the believing stage, what I'm talking about is actually not necessarily even being a follower of Jesus Christ, but just believing that the story of Christianity is true. One of the challenges, uh, especially in parts of the States, probably not Canada, but in parts of the States, well, I think one area of Canada, this would be true in the Bible Belt, is that some people might believe in Christianity, but not actually have an authentic relationship with with Jesus himself. Um, but then I move to the next stage, which is growing. And these are people that actually have had an encounter with Jesus, and they're just beginning to learn, what do I do to grow now? And then moving on to mentoring, uh, helping other people grow, and then finally maturing. Maturing is a funny one, because you know the, the mature people I know, the ones that I look up to, I don't know anybody who's mature that thinks of themselves as mature. So the irony is one of the marks of maturity is actually knowing I have a long way to go. Like, I see my sin so clearly, I, I'm, there's no way that I'm mature. And that's actually probably a sign of maturity. Yeah, they probably feel like they're, uh, they're questioners all over again because they're really starting to dig even deeper. <laughs> that's right. The and, closer you get to God, I think the more our sins become obvious. Yeah. And uh, as we've talked to people, so one of the questions that we like to ask people, um, in, in fact, this seems to be a good question, maybe I'll ask it here, um, of you, is what is the most valuable thing that you've learned in the Christian life? And um, because, and what we found is there's there's multiple. People keep saying, well, there's been so many of these moments. Um, and, and so one, one of our guests actually called it conversions. They said, I've had many conversions, because it does, it feels like, it's like a fresh encounter with Jesus or a, a new way of looking at the gospel. And like, once you've had that realization, like it changes everything. You can't go back to seeing life the way that it was. It was sort of like the matrix, take the, the red pill um, situation. And so um, does anything like that come to mind since we're on this topic? Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think. That's a good question. You know, I think just the reality of like every stage I need, I haven't graduated from God's grace. And so just the reality of, man, I am, I am so in need of God's grace today, and God's grace is plentiful for me. So, yeah, I think just the daily reality, I think of, who was it, was it Tillich or some other theologian that was asked one day what the most profound lesson of theology he'd ever learned? And his response was, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And it's almost just realizing that, the truth of that. That's almost the most profound theological lesson that I could ever learn myself, too. Yep. Yeah, I think that was Carl Bart. Yeah, it was a Bart. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So, uh, that That's great. I think that's, that's so good. And it shows that, uh, you know, if, if I could be so bold, that you're definitely right there in the, the number six category of <laughs> maturing. So. Yeah, well, I definitely don't feel like it, man. Like, But that, you're right. My <laughs> wife the other week was like, oh, I've just realized what a sinner I am. I said that's a sign of growth. And she said, no, I'm just a big sinner. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you, you got to talk about it. You know, uh, sometimes we don't want to ask that of our spouse because they, they would, they could tell us all of our sins much clearer. That's so, right. <laughs> if yeah. We, if we ever wanted to know. 
That's right. Um, so you have you, you talk a lot about habits when we start getting into the super practical things about how we start applying the gospel and how we start moving through these stages, especially once we get to stage four of, of the growing phase. This is really where I think learning how to kick up these habits becomes so important for accelerating our growth. Um, so you have three basic habits that you say form the basics of our growth as we apply the gospel um, to all of life. No matter how much we grow, we are always building on these three basics. And uh, they're knowing, worship, and obeying. Um, can you talk about a little bit what you mean by knowing? Yeah, and uh, with knowing, uh, these are basically underlying all the habits. So later on, I give practical ways to apply this, but this is more the conceptual behind it. And knowing is uh, me arguing basically that it's important to know about God. Um, and I think of it very relationally. I think about the fact, you know, when I started dating my wife, I don't know what your experience was, but if, if I just got together with her and she began telling me about, you know, her childhood and her passions and her experience, if I said, oh, no, no, I just want a relationship with you. I don't need to know all this stuff. <laughs> she would look at me and say, what are you talking about? <laughs> Like to know me is to know the facts about me. It's to know my history. It's to know what I'm, my character is like. It's to know, you know, what my preferences are. And the same thing is true with God. I think theology in many of our circles has a bad name. And yet theology is basically just understanding who is God. You know, what, what has he told us about himself? Uh, what, what is he like? Uh, how has he acted in the past? And, and so knowing is so important. I think without knowing the facts about God, we can't really say we have a relationship with God. But then moving on, I mean, it's not enough to do that. We need to worship God. And this worship isn't, uh, you know, music. Worship is actually uh, adoring God. And it, it's, you know, it's taking that next step and having our hearts engaged with the character of God. And, and again, very relationally, right? You, you move from knowing to entering your heart gets engaged and realizes in this case, God for who he is, and, and that reorients everything. And then to obey God uh, is the next step, which is, I, I say step, it's, it's, they're all related. You're all doing it together. But, you know, this whole idea of um, God has given us things to obey, things to do in light of who he is, in light of the gospel. So the three really work together. And then I flush them out, you know, how do we do that in, in practice? And I give, I give three core habits and then later on even more habits that are, I, I think I call them uh, secondary or supporting habits, uh, practices to propel your spiritual growth. But I think all of the Christian life is basically growing in our knowledge, adoration, and obedience of God. And, you know, there's practical ways to do that, but it all comes back to that. Yeah. So let's let's do that. Let's jump into real quick the three uh, the three core habits that you talk about, and then maybe we can jump. We can then come back and talk about the seven best practices for building the habits. Because I love your list; it's so clear and right to the point. And that's where many of us fail because, like in my case, I I want to take on too much, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about the three core habits that we never outgrow. Yeah. And uh, again, thinking about uh, my, I told you about my wife going through this nutrition program, they gave her 26 habits over the course of a year to follow. And these really worked uh, as a result of her doing these habits, 26 habits. She, I think, lost 60 pounds. 
So, you know, the 26 habits, that's a lot. Uh, they said, okay, you can forget about most of these habits, but here's the really important, I think they had three of them. These are the three really, really important habits to follow. And that got us thinking, you know, I don't want to give my people like, you need to fast, you need to give, you need to evangelize, you need to journal, you need to, you know, when you get down to it, what are the, the most important things they need to begin to practice without becoming overwhelmed? And uh, I was actually helped by, I know you've had Daniel Lim on your podcast, um, his book, uh, uh, he has a, a really good section on there uh, based on LifeWay research. And uh, they identified what are the, the main things that Christians do that lead to the results that we want. And I kind of riffed off that and came up with three habits that make the biggest difference. And they're going to sound so simple that you're going to go, duh. But uh, basically, you know, it, it's, it's engaging with the Word of God. I talk about reading or listening to Scripture, praying, and getting involved with worship and community at a church. And it's so embarrassing, right? Because if you tell the people you wrote a book on spiritual growth, and part of what you say is read the Bible, pray, and go to church. They're going to go like, tell me something I didn't know. But yeah. what I found is people I know that grow do these things from the heart. They're not automatic. They're just means to the end. But I can't think of anybody I know who's grown and pursued God and actually seen God transform their lives who doesn't do those three things. And I can't think of anybody who doesn't do these three things that isn't stuck. Uh, so I, I really think actually based on the research that LifeWay did and and I think theologically as well, these are the three core habits that we just have to pursue on a regular basis. And by the way, I, even though they're so commonsensical, I find that a lot of people aren't doing them. So <laughs> when I talk to people and I say, you know, are you reading scripture? No, not really. You know, are you listening to scripture? Not really, like not often. Uh, so even though we know we should be doing them, it comes back to habits yep. and it comes down to actually doing them. Oh, I know. It's so funny though. It's like, teach me to grow. And it's like, okay, well, here's the three things. And you're like, yeah, no, but I want the real stuff, you know, like, and, That's it's, right. and it's like, it does feel weird to talk about that in, in the context of spiritual growth, but completely natural when we talk about it in the arena of sports, you know, and you use the example of uh, Vince Lombardi coaching the, uh, the Green Bay Packers to their championship. And he starts out, you know, gentlemen, this is a football. <laughs> yeah. And I think of, I think of like a Michael Jordan, right. You know, going out, shoot, shooting thousands of free throw shots. I mean, it seems like obvious. Well, yeah, that's what you do in basketball is you take this ball and you try to throw it into that hoop down there. But it's, it's amazing how many, even, you know, professional athletes, the highest degree of them out practice the others on the basics by like a huge margin. I don't know what the actual margin is, but, uh, you know. And um, to think that anything would be different for us is, it, you know, it, it's kind of mind-blowing that we take it for granted. You know, I had a friend who was a professional athlete in Toronto, and I thought that his life was one of glamour. And then I got to know the guy and realized most of your life is miserable. Like, most of your life involves getting up early in the morning, driving across town to where the, the coach says you should be, running drills, and basically being disciplined in how you eat. So, yeah, you know, we, if we just think the Christian or that we think that being an athlete is, oh, the game's on, the guy's running on the field, look how easy that is. 
we miss the whole point of like, man, the Christian life is not just showing up and, and having victory. It's actually doing the uh, engaging in the practices necessary to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. And then that's what enabled them to go out and perform and made it look easy. Is, yeah, is that right. their entire life was dedicated to that behind the scenes. If you're like me, at some point in your Christian life, you've been frustrated with your progress in your spiritual development. I think back to the time when I was a kid and I really, really wanted to be able to drive a car, and I got frustrated that I wasn't old enough to drive a car. Well, in reality, growth like that, growing to the point where you're old enough to drive a car, just takes time. And one of the things that I really love about what Daryl said is that there's grace for the times when we're growing and we can't actually speed them up. So when you're frustrated and you feel like you're not making any progress, I want you to recognize today that there's grace for those moments when you feel stuck. And if you're wondering where you're at in the process altogether, you can go to gospelforlife.com stages and take the quiz that Daryl and his wife Charlene have put together to help you know which of the six stages you may be at. And if you want to learn more about the six stages of growth along with the three basic habits that Daryl's talked about in this chapter, I want to encourage you to go out and purchase his book, How to Grow, Applying the Gospel to All of Life. It's a great resource, and Chris and I both highly recommend this book. Thanks for listening to the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening at Daily Growth, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. Or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.